Welcome back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about this Niners-Bears matchup. Week one of the NFL season is upon us. Um, we're both pretty hyped about this game. Also excited for the Thursday game as well. Um, get the NFL season rolling. Um, for the 49ers, though, instead of having you know a great you know primetime game, um, as the Rams do, the Niners are going to be starting this year off with a couple easier games. Um, now, heading into any season, I you know I guess there's a lot of guys that will arise and, you know, random fifth rounder is going to become a great player. And there's going to be a lot of guys like that, but the Niners are starting off the year playing the bears and the Seahawks who are two of the worst teams in the NFL, probably two bottom five teams in the entire league. And we were just talking about it before we started, but the Niners have no excuses to not start two and now, even if Trey Lance goes out there and doesn't look good, the Niners should still be able to take care of business against this bears team and against the Seahawks team in week two, but Aiden heading into week one, um, how are you feeling about this opening uh, matchup for the Niners? Feeling pretty good. Um, I think you made a really good point. We should win. I think according to Vegas, we're six and a half point point favorites. Um, and I would be surprised if the Niners did not bring it home. But um, I think we do have to remember Chicago last year and they were not that good. And the Niners were on the ropes um, without that like third and 17 screen to Debo where he breaks 10, 10 tackles and takes it to the house. Uh, that could be a much different game. Um, so definitely not a, a, a team that um, we can just go in and, and coast against. I think every team in the NFL is primed to beat the other any given Sunday. There's a reason that that, that expression exists. Um, but I mean, you, you look at their roster and the Niners, I, I feel like win at pretty much every position. Um, this should be a field day for the Niners defense specifically. Um, we're a little bit iffy on our safeties right now, uh, but their receiving core doesn't really scare me. So this should be a good uh, sort of ease into the season game for um, some of those un unproven guys back there so we can get Jimmy Ward back as quick as possible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we should win, but um, – I, I think we can't forget about last year where they definitely had us on the ropes. Yeah. So you bring up kind of the position matchup. So let's go through it. Let's go through each position and kind of see, okay, how do they, these teams stack up against each other? So, you know, let's start out a quarterback. I think quarterback, um, I think a lot of people have just decided that Justin Fields isn't good, which I don't understand at all. I think Justin Fields is a fantastic player. Um, the same thing is being said as Trevor Lawrence, uh, which is funny because Trevor Lawrence was a generational talent uh one calendar year ago but now he's a bust even though he's only played his rookie year where almost every rookie quarterback struggles and doesn't put up good numbers so Justin Fields definitely had a rough year last year um and now he has his his work basically cut out from this year because this team is not good um but I think Justin Fields is going to be a really good player I think he's going to kind of show everyone in terms of flash plays like hey I'm this guy the problem is he doesn't have everything around him so in terms of quarterback I think you can kind of put it as a wash just because it's two first round early first round guys that have showed flashes last year didn't really get a full opportunity and are now coming into their second season so I don't want to definitive, definitively say that either Fields or Lance is better I think time's going to tell with that one um, but it's kind of hard in that regard but then let's keep going through wide receiver it's not even close the Bears have Mooney Pringle and Equinemius St. Brown the Niners are are rocking with Brandon Ayuk Debo Samuel Jawan Jennings slash Danny Gray in that third spot. So the Niners have way better wideouts. 
Um, offensive line, this is probably the Niners' weakest position group, and the Niners are still going to destroy the Bears in terms of it just because they have guys, they have two like veteran tackles, and one of them is Trent Williams, and the interior offensive line isn't really good, but the Bears' offensive line as a whole isn't very good either. So going to give the Niners the, the win there as well. Um, tight end, there's no discussion to be had, um, but I do think Cole Komet is a pretty intriguing option. Um, and then finally, running back room. I think you could give the running back room to the Bears. I, I do think that. That's probably the only offensive position group where I would say, oh, yeah, the Bears have an advantage. Um, Khalil Herbert looked really solid last year, and I think David Montgomery is a really underrated back. Now, the Niners have a lot more depth, and over the course of the season, they're going to have a better rushing offense. So that's also one of those things where you're like, okay, they might have better running backs, but our rushing offense is going to be that much better. So does that really matter? In terms of head-to-head matchups, not really. Um, then you go to the D-line. <clears throat> the Bears kind of lost a lot of their guys. So I'm going to say that the Niners are winning that one with these. Linebackers, maybe one of the Bears' brightest spots, spots because they do have Roquan, and we'll see how that plays out. Once again, you got Fred, you got Dre, and you got Aziz. So like, it's, once again, not really that close. Secondary, uh, the Niners are pretty banged up right now in terms of their safeties. They're going to be starting Hafunga and uh, Tarvarius Moore, uh, Eddie Jackson, and then the Bears are going to be starting their second-round rookie Brisker in the the strong safety spot. So I guess you could give the Bears the advantage there just because they have Eddie Jackson. He's been a good player for quite some time. Where the Niners have, I would say, two more unproven players in terms of safeties. Um, and then corner, you're going to give that one to the Niners as well. They do have Jalen Johnson. I liked him coming out, but not anyone really strong where the Niners have couple legit starters um, on the outside and then Emmanuel Mosley and Charvarius Ward, who are both coming off two really good seasons last year. So basically it's the Niners are almost winning every it's for me. They're winning every single position outside of running back and safety. Yeah, I think it's the same for me. Um, and even running back, like we've seen Dave Montgomery play well over the past couple years, but I mean, personally, I would rather have four really good guys. And I, and I, I think the, the Niners have four running backs who I think that they're comfortable trotting out. Uh, TDP is probably the one that they're the least comfortable tr- trotting out as of this moment right now, just given how, how good J- Jordan Mason looked um, during the, the preseason. And he looks like another un, undrafted hit. Uh, but I think you also have to count use check in that running game sort of overall scope best fullback in in the the league definitely elevates this Niners rushing attack um so I mean I would say that one at worst is a wash for the Niners um but I mean that 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 really just brings it home um the the Bears like Roquan Smith if he he's I think gonna play he wanted a trade and that is still up in the air but like he's their like Robert Quinn was really good for them last year, another UNC guy. Um, but I mean, they only have a couple pieces on offense and defense. They have a lot of work to do. Um, so the Niners should win. We're both expecting them to win. Uh, and if they don't win, we'll be a little bit disappointed. But I don't know. Um, feels weird to guarantee a win uh, before week one because weird stuff always happens. Oh, absolutely. And that's why it's kind of tough, too, because like you always see in, in the first week of the season, too, where teams come in and there will be some random team that's not very good. And they they beat a really good team in week one that happens every single season. So that's what you're really trying to avoid here. But looking at the matchups, I mean, the 49ers recipe for how they're going to win this game is pretty simple. 
absolutely dominate the time of possession and pressure Justin Fields a bunch and hopefully lead to a couple interceptions on, on his end. And the big thing I would say for the defense, and this doesn't just pertain to this game, but I think this is every single game, especially when you do not have Jimmy Ward, you cannot have blown coverages in the back end. That is the one way area where I feel like this defense can be kind of susceptible just because we already saw it in the preseason game. Tarverius Moore got burned. I forgot who it was, but he got burned. I think it was the the Packers rookie wideout, uh, Dobbs. Is it? is it Dobbs? I think how, how you pronounce it. Dubs, yeah. Dubs, yeah. And so that's already like that's a that's an area where I'm kind of red flagging it for the Niners. Is like we do not want to see. Okay, the Niners are up by ten points. Started the started the fourth quarter. Into the third quarter, eighty yard touchdown because that changes the complexion of the game so much. Where it's oh, it's third and fifteen, and someone left you know Cole Komet wide open down the seam where there's no one thirty yards within him. And when we saw Tarverius more on the field last, which was not last year, last year he was out all season, but in twenty twenty, he had a few plays where he got burned bad. So that's the one area where I'm kind of concerned for the Niners. But in terms of their offense, I don't think this is going to be a very tough assignment for Trey Lance. Um, he's, I mean, he's still going to, he's young and inexperienced, so there's still going to be some growing pains throughout this game and the rest of the games this season. But I think in terms of like, you're looking at it, you go, okay, they're going to try to run the ball 35 times this game. They're going to try to run the ball and they're going to try to eat up the clock, eat up the clock, and they're going to try to get the, the Bears into passing downs. Um, and I think that they can completely do that. They're going to win. They're in the trenches. They're going to win on both sides of the football, I think, by quite a bit. Um, And the big thing is, if you can stop the Bears' run game and get them into a lot of third down and longs, they do not have the wide receivers out, like, outside of Mooney. Like, I think Mooney's pretty solid. But outside of Mooney, they have, like, no one that really scares you. So you're going to just be teeing off on Justin Fields and all these third downs. So I think the recipe is pretty clear. You get into a lot of third and short situations, and this is also kind of almost every single game for the Niners because it's like, Oh, what's the recipe? Play good defense and run the football. But for this one especially, it's just get the Bears into third and longs. If you can do that, forget what the offense looks like. Even if the offense looks so bad and you're just consistently getting the Bears in the third down and longs, you're gonna get Fields into a bunch of spots where he has to make he has to make, you know, 20 plays this game that are outstanding if they're gonna win. And so that's why I think this is such just a a tough spot for the Bears to start the season in, just because this team is not built to be a team like the Niners where it's their offense is at such a disadvantage. So if the D line can eat, we've been talking so much about a lot of these guys, Javon Kinlaw coming in, being able to eat up double teams, Eric Armstead being able to pass rush um, on third down Bosa enough said, you don't really need to talk about Nick Bosa, um, but Nick Bosa, Drake Jackson, you know, whoever it is on those outside on third downs, they're going to be in a lot of one-on-ones and they're going to get a lot of pass rush, a lot of wins where, Justin Fields has a second and a half and there's already someone in his face because one of his guards or one of his tackles gets completely blown up. So I'm, I'm excited for this game. I think the 49ers defense should eat. I think this is a game where I I'll be honest, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if the bears don't score 14 points. Like I don't, I would not be surprised if they come out of the game and Oh, the Bears scored six points. They got two field goals and maybe the Niners offense isn't that crazy, but it could be like a, you know, a 23 to six game or something kind of weird where it's just like, yeah, uh, the Niners defense, the, the Bears got like five. Okay, that's kind of hyperbole. You know, the the Niners uh, defense got the Bears into a spot where they were converting 25% of their third downs, like really bad numbers. Um, that's what I'm kind of expecting. So anything else when you're looking at this game that you're kind of like, okay, we got to we gotta look at this matchup here? 
if you haven't done a fantasy draft or your the 49ers are somehow available on your waiver wire pick up the Niners defense um they have a very very nice first first two weeks um and I would be I I like over the first two weeks if we don't have 10 sacks I would be surprised um it's going to be one of those kind of starts the season especially when you have a rookie quarterback um, I think the offense is going to try to be on the field as much as possible. Um, and when you're running the ball and playing with a lead, uh, the opposing team is much more likely to pass, which means more sacks, which means more fantasy points for your team. Uh, so Niners defense, I love um, as kind of a starting defense. I'm always a stream defense kind of guy, um, but love them as a, as a defense uh, to start the season with. Um, and I, I just love that you have, um, kind of this awesome side of the ball for Trey Lance to lean on. If he throws a bad pick, um, it's not necessarily over. If if you're the the Bears and Fields throws a horrible pick, um, that's probably not good for their chances to win. But with the Niners, uh, so much can change. I think they have one of the best defensive players in all of football, Nick Bosa. Um, he's getting like, I think Kittle yesterday said that he's going to get MVP love this year. Uh, which would be pretty crazy for a defensive player. Don't know if that's really going to happen, um, but hopefully he gets a few deploy votes um, and we can start having a real conversation on where he he lands in the top defensive ends in the entire league. Um, he's he's just a freak. So um, super excited to see how this Niners defense looks. There's holes on on this defense as, as well. Um, safety is a huge question mark like we've talked about, but when, when your D-line is that good, just like we saw in 2019, fixes a lot of problems offensively, defensively, special teams wise. Um, and super excited to get this, this season underway. Dude, hundred percent. And I think that the, the 10 sack prediction in the first two weeks of the year is a good one, just because that's going to be the thing that the Niners need to do to win games. Um, and that's going to be for every game, but when you are playing against bad offensive lines, like the bears have, um, like the Seahawks have, it's such a massive advantage. And last year we saw the Niners come back in a lot of games because of that, because they would be losing by two scores sometimes. And then all of a sudden second half would come around and they would get three, four sacks in the last 20 minutes of the game. And that would end up being the difference. And one of them would be a strip sack, you know? So this is one of those games too. You brought up the, the like a big interception. Say Lance throws a pick on the first drive. It's like, it's okay. And then they'll three and out them and then they'll get the ball back. And it's like, okay, let's run the football. Let's get kind of back into things where the bears, the bears could kind of go into a collapse mode real quick where their offense just feels very suffocated. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this one. I think that maybe another spot that we can kind of look at is just what does the, what is the Niners offense going to look like? It's not going to look like the offense last year. I think that a lot of people are kind of going in with the expectation that like, we're going to, it's going to look kind of similar I don't expect that to be the case at all. I'm very fascinated. And I also say this, I don't know what it's going to look like. We're going to see a lot of motions. It's a Kyle Shanahan based offense. We're going to see heavy, heavy run. And we saw that, that that was going to be very clear because the Niners original 53 man roster had them keeping five halfbacks and five wide receivers. And that's including another fullback and like three tight ends as well. So they were coming into the year with such a heavy personnel on offense that it's very clear that they're planning to run the football probably more than Kyle's ever ran the football in his entire coaching career as an offensive coordinator slash head coach. That's something that like, because the whole league is now geared for passing, right? 
we're going to pass. We're going to throw the ball 50 times a game with Mahomes, with Allen and stuff. And it's not like it doesn't work. It absolutely does. But if the whole league is going, okay, we're going to do this. Well, the Niners are basically saying, well, we're going to yang. We're going to win the trenches. And you guys are not going to be able to compete in the trenches where, okay, you guys can go throw the football, but you're going to get sacked a couple times. You're going to have a few third downs where you miss. And you might have some explosive plays and stuff. But if we look up at the end of the game and work, the Niners are consistently getting 40 to 45 minutes of time of possession, they're going to win a lot of football games. Like it's going to be one where we look up and we go, dude, they, they got outplayed last week, but somehow they had the ball for 40 minutes. How? Somehow, you know, they lost last week. They still won the time of possession 35 minutes to 25 minutes. And they're going to lose games still. And there's going to be play like, you know, Lance is going to throw a pick or whatever it is, and they're going to lose. But they're going to fundamentally, I think, be a lot more run heavy than they have been in the past. And the other thing is, from a passing perspective, last year and throughout Jimmy Garoppolo's career, we saw so many touch passes across the middle. You know, Kittle's the big guy. Kittle's the main target. Last year, Debo is such a big piece because they're running screenplays. They're running the little shovel pitches. They're putting him in the backfield. We're going to see Debo in the backfield doing that stuff a lot. But the other thing that I think we're going to see that I think we're it's going to be pretty prevalent, I think, first couple weeks of the year is the Niners are going to be looking to make Ayuk that number one number one target in the receiving game. I fully expect him to lead the team in targets. Um, I think that Kittle's probably going to have a decent – in terms of production regression, I don't think in terms of performance there's going to be a regression. But a lot of the targets that Debo got last year – and Kittle got this year, especially early on in the season, are going to be going to Brandon Ayuk. So they're going to look to hit the to push the ball outside the numbers. That was something that Jimmy Garoppolo could just blatantly he could not do it. Um, and it was okay because he was able. I mean, I don't know if it was okay, but he was able to push the ball in the middle of the field and and you know complete a lot of uh, clutch third down plays where it was like third and five and he rips one across the middle and they get seven yards. But there's going to be a lot more shot plays this year where run, run, and maybe they start out a drive, five consecutive runs, and then they look to hit Ayuk like 40 yards downfield on a, on a post off a play-action boot. There's going to be so much of that, um, and I think it's going to look completely different than what we've seen in San Francisco in the Kyle Shanahan era up to this point. So that is something that I am so excited to see. Um, I think there's going to be growing pains with it too. I think you're going to see some games where you're going to look up at halftime and it's like, Lance is two for seven? What? And then they'll probably settle in and do some stuff. But I think they're going to try to give him a lot of gimmies early on, where it's just like little play in the flat, little play in the flat, a lot of running the football, and then boom, deep shot, deep shot, deep shot. But I think we're going to see more deep shots than we've seen in the entire time that Kyle's been here. Yeah, that, I think that that is exactly what's going to happen. Kind of that that magic number that Kyle always tries to hit is 30 for rush attempts in a game. He doesn't really care about yards that much. Uh, that's kind of his barometer. If if the Niners hit 30 rushing attempts, he feels pretty good uh, about them winning the game. Um, and I would be surprised if they don't hit 30 rushing attempts in 14 of the 17 games. I think this is going to be a very run-heavy team. Um, and I think Kyle realized last offseason, he looked at his own linebackers. He looked at Fred Warner. He looked at uh, Dre. He, he looked at Aziz. And two of those guys are converted safeties. And he was like, wait a minute. I have Aaron Banks coming in the wings next year. Big offensive line, the best tackle in in the entire league. Let's let's make these these converted safeties uh, shed shed blocks and make make tackles. Um, and that's how a lot of teams have constructed their linebacker rooms, given that they need to be agile to guard against the pass and stuff like that. 
Um, so I think he looked up and was like, let's just pound the football. And we saw it work last year. That was a major reason why the, why the Niners who I think at one point were three and five, um, ripped off a bunch of wins in a row and made the NFC championship and were nine minutes away from winning. Um, I think Debo is his, his catches are going to go way down. I would honestly bet against him hitting a thousand yards receiving. Um, but he'll have. 1300 total yards. Um, I think he's going to run the ball more than people expect given there's still this narrative that he didn't want to run the ball. Um, given that he said he didn't want to be a wide back during the contract negotiations, but that was pretty much all expelled from my mind with, um, the incentives in his contract for the rushing yards for the, the, the touchdowns. And we think about how much he ran the ball down the stretch last year, the rushing yards incentives, in his contract or more than he ran for last year. I think the touchdowns are about the same, but we're, we're going to see some regression in, in that aspect. And Lance will run for a couple touchdowns, but like, I, I think you hit it right on the head. I would be surprised if this bears game doesn't start. Give me pass, run, 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 play action bomb. Um, and how, how else to make it easier on your young quarterback than give him a bootleg. He's, he's mobile. Um, Lance looked really good throwing on the run all off season. Um, and when you move him outside the pocket, it makes that interior of the offensive lines job a lot, lot easier. Um, and that's really where their negatives have been throughout the training camp in that pass blocking. Um, they've been pretty good run blockers, pretty much all of them. Uh, so to move him outside the pocket, I, it, it just feels like a no, no brainer to me. Um, and, and I love the Shanahan idea to zag when everybody else zigs. Um, and I can see teams like the chiefs, teams like the bills, teams like the Rams getting really, really frustrated when they're like, our offense cannot get the ball back. Um, and the Niners are just churning first downs. Uh, and then the Rams go three and out and they're like, we're not going to touch the ball more than two times in a half. Um, so I think that that's the best case scenario for this Shanna plan. Um, and super excited to see how it super excited to see how it, how it works. Um, because I mean, like a lot of these linebackers, a lot of these D linemen are nowhere near as as heavy as they used to be, um, and a lot was made about that Aaron Banks pick last year. Uh, but Trent Williams is a large human being. Uh, Burford is a little bit larger than the average Shanahan guard, um, so I think that that's something that Kyle looked at and was like, if I can get sixty pounds advantage on linebackers that's a guaranteed three yards probably and i think he's he's fine with three and a half yards four yards a carry just churning first down so i think the bears will be a good litmus test given that their d line isn't but their best defensive lineman is robert quinn and he's pretty much just a pass rusher um so excited to see how this sort of new 49ers offense looks um against the bears, but I think you'll see some gadget stuff. You'll see stuff to Debo. I think Ray Ray McLeod is going to be sort of Debo light. He's, he's going to get a lot of those jet sweeps. I don't know if he'll be in the backfield quite as much, but he had an interesting quote during training camp where he was like, it feels like I'm back in college and in college, he was doing stuff all over the formations. Um, so super excited to see how that looks. And the Niners are, are just going to be a fun team to watch this year. There's, there's so much going on. Um, Really, the only thing I think they're missing is a big play home run threat at running back. That, that That's where it would be nice to have Mostert. But like I, I feel like Debo could do that role. I feel like Ray Ray McLeod could fill that role. Um, 
and Lance brings something so new near the goal line. Um, I was I was watching the Clemson game uh, last night against Georgia Tech, and the amount of QB draws that they gave to DJ, who isn't very polished as a passer, it was just amazing how it opened up uh, a lot of the screen game and a lot of the swing pass game. Um, and I feel like that could be sort of what this this Niners offense looks like. A lot of easy passes for Lance, but a lot of bombs. Um, but if, if, if we get midway through the season and Lance is 55% completion percentage, I'm not worried because I think we're going to be taking a lot more of those deep shots. And if you're hitting 40% of your deep shots, 30% of your deep shots, you're doing very, very well for yourself. Um, so super excited to see how that looks. And I think you hit it right on the head. Ayuk's going to have a crazy year. Um, he's going to have a thousand yards receiving. If I had to bet, um, like over Kittle and Debo, I think he he should have better odds to hit that 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 number, um, but I don't know. It'll be very very interesting to see how it sort of looks because they just gave Debo this giant contract. Kittle's on a pretty good contract, so they want to give those guys the ball, and you definitely should want to. Uh, but I feel like Ayuk has earned the confidence of Lance and earned the confidence of the tr of of the coaching staff over the past year. So I think he he's gonna have a really good year. Yeah, 100%. And that's a good point about the contract, too. I didn't even think about that. Um, a couple things that you mentioned that I really want to hit on. One, you talked about the interior offensive line and how getting out of the pocket, doing a lot of things to kind of avoid that. I think that's something that's super important when we look at what this, like what kind of play calls we're going to see from this team. Because that's something that it, you were 100% right. In terms of run blocking, you look at this offensive line, especially in the interior, and it's very, very young, very, very inexperienced, right? Except that everything that's been praised from them has been like, yeah, they're like legit run blockers. And then you watch some of these guys in preseason. I get it's preseason, but you see how they move. You see what they're doing to opposing defensive linemen. You're like, okay, these guys are maulers. We already know that McGlinchey's not a good pass blocker. He's pretty terrible when it comes to pass blocking, but he's an elite run blocker. They're going to be trying to get into that second level and dominate into that second level so often throughout these games where – we're going to see, I think it's going to be so much less of three-step and five-step drops and sitting in the pocket because we, okay, we saw a bunch of that in the preseason. And I think people are kind of expected that to be like a decent part of the offense. This is probably going to be one of the, the, the least amount of teams that's running traditional dropbacks in the entire league. I don't know of any other team that's going to run less or sorry. Yeah. It's going to run less of them. So I'm expecting them to just really be able to win a lot of games by running the football and then running play action. Like they're going to do it so much more than they've ever done it before. I think for Kyle, he's looking at, he's going dude. we can do so much stuff. And we've talked about how he's trying, he's trying to like bring up in football. He's trying to, to kind of remove like positions in a way, in terms of how he uses his offense, the positionless offense. You brought up Debo Samuel, but what about George Kittle? Ray McLeod. Kyle, you check. There's a bunch of other guys that are going to be used in weird spots. Brandon Ayuk on reverses and whatnot. Raymond Ray McLeod is going to get in the backfield from time to time. He was doing that in training camp. Guess what? Kittle's going to get little screen passes. Kittle's going to get a bunch of these plays where he's going to get in the space. I guarantee you, in the first in like the first month of the season, we're going to see Kittle take a motion and get the ball flipped to him in some really weird way where he cuts it upfield. He might go. He might go through the B gap, dude. He might go through like like a guard and a a tackle or a center and a guard, he might take one of those and just go straight up. And it, it might look super weird for the defense. And all of a sudden he just has an open hole and it's one-on-one -on -one with him and a linebacker. And he's probably going to win that matchup. Like that's the thing. So 
they're going to just get the ball into their guys' hands in such a unique way. Um, and I feel like there might be a lot of excitement um, in terms of like, you remember when Mahomes took over where it was like, dude, this offense is so dope, but in a completely different way where Mahomes is airing it out, letting it rip and everything's with the arm where this is almost more like just a crazy gadget offense. And it's going to be super cool to see. So I'm really looking excited for that O-line. And I'm also looking excited for all this like positionless kind of stuff that we're going to see from this team. But with that said, let's uh, let's get into these predictions for this Bears Niners game. So Aiden, what's your take? What's the final score? Um, and you know, anything else you want to add with that in terms of like, how are the Niners going to be able to win this game? Are they going to win this game? Is it going to be close? Is it going to be a blowout? Is it going to be like, Oh, they're up by 20 points and the bears kind of catch up. What are you feeling heading into week one? Um, score prediction is what I'm going to start with. I'm going to paint a little bit of a narrative here. Um, I'm seeing 27 to 10 Niners, a 17 point win. Um, but I think that the first half is a little bit closer. I think it's something like 10 to three. Um, and then they come out of the second half and they're able to, I mean, that's, that's the thing about the run game. It wears you down. Uh, I think the Niners are going to score substantially more points in the second half than the first half of the season. A lot of that has to do with the run game, but Shanahan is so good at halftime adjustments. And I feel like whenever we come out of the half with the ball, I expect for us to score. Um, and that's directly attributed to him. Um, so I'm seeing a 10 to three halftime score, but ends up being a pretty comfortable 49ers win where I'm seeing a 27 to 10 and they run the ball 35 times, uh, something like that, where they run the ball a, a ton. I'd be surprised if Lance throws more than 25 passes. Um, he's going to be something like 12 of 22 or something like that. Um, and he's going to hit one, one deep, deep touchdown or one, one deep pass. Um, but I think this is an, Elijah Mitchell game. This is a running back game. Um, and I think that they're going to control the time of possession. Um, and it's, it's going to be the, the kind of thing where at, at half, uh, people who are not watching the game are going to be like, Oh no, the Niners are only up seven on, on the bears. Uh, but for those who watch the game, I think it's, it's going to be pretty clear that the Niners are the better team. Um, and maybe Lance throws a bad pick in the first half or something like that and stalls a drive. But, um, that's sort of what I'm seeing. Yeah, like that. So I'm going to go a little bit similar. Uh, I'll say 24 to 13, um, but a 24 to 13 where, like you're saying, kind of slow start, but in that second to third quarter range, we really see the Niners kind of impose their will on the Bears, and then the Bears get a late touchdown or whatever it is to kind of get a little bit closer, but it doesn't really matter at that point. Um, one thing that I like that you brought up of like the first half kind of being a little bit slow is that's a lot of Niner games. I mean, we've seen that throughout throughout the last couple like few years where they come out and it's pretty close, but their defense is playing well. The offense isn't really getting going, but it's kind of like you can kind of feel them wearing down that opposing defense. And then boom, first drive of the third quarter, it is has almost been automatic in the Kyle Shanahan era that they scored a touchdown on that opening drive like legitimately better than every other team in the NFL at that, that opening drive in the third quarter. And anytime that you've been wearing an opponent out throughout the game, and let's say it's 10-3, I like that example. 10-3, you had, you're heading into halftime. The Bears got the ball to open the game, right? And you go and you take an 80-yard drive or 75-yard drive, and you run the football 
12 out of 14 plays and you eat up nine minutes of the clock and score a touchdown, that is so demoralizing because all of a sudden you're down by two touchdowns and you're looking at it going, even if we score a touchdown here, we're not going to get the ball back for at least six minutes. And then all of a sudden we're like mid third quarter, like kind of getting into the later third quarter and we're still down by a possession or two or whatever it is. So I think that's the recipe. I don't think that they're going to win by a ridiculous amount of points. Like, Oh, they're going to come out here and they're going to smoke the bears 35 to six. Right. I don't think it's going to be like that, but I think it might feel like that in terms of, yeah, we scored 24 points but we had the ball for 40 minutes and we ran the ball 38 times or something ridiculous. So that's what I'm kind of looking when I'm looking at this game. That's what I'm kind of thinking as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a very bad loss if you lose to the bears week one. Um, and I already said it. I think Justin Fields is really good. I think he's going to show that this season, but this is just such a tough matchup for him. Um, and I think that it's going to take some time. And I think, I think we're going to see a lot of frustration with a lot of bears fans. And I think overall NFL fans with Justin Fields, not thinking he's as good as he is. Um, but that's kind of just because the bears drafted him when they had no business taking a first round quarterback a year away from resetting their whole thing and then jumping into a rebuild. It just, it really doesn't make any sense from a roster building standpoint. So I feel for, for Justin Fields and, and bears fans right now, but that's what I'm thinking for these, uh, this opening game. Um, Aiden, anything else you got? Go Niners. That's all I got. I like it. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Thank you guys for listening. And we will be back next Monday recapping this Bears game and then previewing the Seahawks game as well. So we will see you guys then. Um, Thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you all very soon.